On this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, a man orders everything from the Taco Bell menu. We talk about Creepy Joe, and you'll get, want to get ready to send your emails to Mojo on Hot Topics. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. It's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin. And how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right. I am talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. But most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's honorable mentioned sexy chef of the year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! Break out those white pants. Ooh. Go get those pedicures. Spring is here. Oh, are you sure? Are you positive? Uh, this is. I, I think we finished. Just finished our third fault spring. So yeah, <laughs> I think this is the real spring. Because uh, if you're keeping score, two days ago it was snowing here in Charlotte. It's kind of like the uh, Sweet Sixteen of seasons here. So uh, I think we're. I think we're. All over I think we're down to the final four. So. <laughs> you are right. Oh man, what a crazy, crazy, crazy time! Hey, At least buddy. the pollen hasn't been that bad, right? Just yet. I did see somebody say, "Don't eat the yellow snow." Because yeah. of the pollen, right, right, not right. because of the anything else. But oh hey, man, well, I hey, mean, buddy, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy seeing the snow yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I doubt. mean, not like we got anything, but still crazy. Yeah, so. I go out and I'll see like like I had to to go to the post office, but the there was ice on the windshield. I'm oh. like, what the heck? And today, milk and bread, seventy degrees, milk and bread. Jack Daniels and Little Debbie Cake. That's all you need. That's right. That really is. Anyway, thanks for tuning in as always, guys. Please go to our, our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy, our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. You can actually go there, uh, play our episodes directly uh, on your computer at work. Um, you know, put your headset in mm-hmm. or not. It don't matter to me. Anyway, also go to Apple Apple, uh, or excuse me, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Play, iHeart, so many places. Wherever you basically listen to your podcast on uh, the app, you can go find us there. Just uh, put in the old search bar, Southern Fry Philosophy, and uh, go subscribe. Give us a like, a review, uh, share. Um, that's how we uh, keep on moving up in the old podcast algorithm ranks um you can also connect with us on the twitters and the instagram sfp radio i'm notoriously bad about posting anything so anything Same. posted there will be biggin <laughs> or some intern that we have yet to, to mention yet or hopefully we'll get that one of these days maybe the summer <laughs> anyway appreciate you guys as always <laughs> we're gonna get an intern in the summer well, they, they're they, not at school on su- well the they summer. do stuff in the summertime okay in, in turn, maybe i think i don't know I, don't, I only went to one year of college so <laughs> Hey, listen, if you guys want to help support the show, it is free to you, but it is not free to us. Please hit up our Patreon link at uh, patreon.com forward slash SFP radio. Give us a buck or two or a million. We'd appreciate it. Uh, we do want Maybe to say we should do like a Jesus uh, music thon like they do on the Christian radio stations, like a, <laughs> like a telethon. 24 hours of Southern Fried. <laughs> there you go. We'll just do a talkathon. That way we can maybe uh, raise a few bucks. No, listen, don't act like we couldn't do it. You give me a stack of pancakes. Some maple syrup and a and a nice uh, adult beverage, and I can talk all night. Well, that, make could, it that could get more interesting as the <laughs> night goes on. So. Uh, hey, we want to give a shout out to our new listeners from Warrensburg, Missouri, Nolens, Louisiana, and Indianola, 
Iowa. Hmm. Never heard of Indian Indianola. I, I don't know tell you much. About, I couldn't tell you much about Iowa. I, the whole state. I have no idea about that. But, you know, the Hawkeyes, the Lady Hawkeyes, were doing pretty good. I can't remember if they're still in or not. Mm, I don't think they are. One of my favorite nurses is from Iowa, Mm -hmm. Laurie. Yeah. And we had her husband, CJ Peel, on the show, probably episode like, what, four? Somewhere around the crazy like that. (laughs) Hey, um, if you would like to join us, um, we have our our friend Brian. He is joining us in the bad mother smoker smoking hot seats. If you would like to, you know, come check out the show, shoot us an email at sfpradio at gmail.com. And you yourself can be sitting here in these lovely leather chairs. What's up, children? How are you doing, bud? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. And I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo. I be darn. That deep breath. So I took a picture. I, I made a post on Facebook. You today. better not have posted that picture because you sent it Which to one? me late at night. Which you one? Know, you know the one. Not that one. Yeah, you can't post that one on Facebook. But uh, no. So I in my in my line of business, I have to deal with the government quite a bit, mm-hmm. almost on a daily basis. And, on the uh, daily. Yeah, that's. There's some good things about regulations and some bad things, oh but there's also some good and bad things about just the government deal. Anyway, so I have to go to the DMV, which is up in our state capital, Raleigh, North Carolina. Mm. And so I drove up there yesterday because, you know, I mean, it's only 2019. Sure. So, you know, we have to still snail mail or actually drive things in person. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I go up there to make sure I can get some of uh, these temporary tags. Okay. You know, because tags. Yeah. So if I buy, somebody buys a bike from me, they have to, uh, get a temporary tag to, to ride out and it's good for 30 days. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, like I said, I had to go to, to the DMV in Raleigh mm-hmm. to get these plates. Anyway, so I go there and, you know, it's, it's uh, just like any government facility. It's usually mm-hmm. older, kind of run down raggedy. Does it have that weird like mop smell? Like always. I, I think that's standard. I think they make that in like a spray breeze, like a, <laughs> like a Febreze fragrance now. You know, it's We've used this sour, mop water. Sour mops. Yeah. God sour mops. Bless mop. a bear. So anyway, so I go in there and, uh, you know, I have to use the restroom. So I give the lady my information while she processes it. And, uh, you know, they're great. Uh, the mm-hmm. workers there are great. Well, mm-hmm. in my in the unit I have to go to, yeah, they're okay. great. There's some Let's, places yeah. that, you know, that just hate their life and job. <laughs> and show it. Yeah, but uh, the ones in the dealer unit, I got to give a shout out to those guys. Really always nice. I mean, yeah. um, anyway, so I go to the restroom and I turn around, you know, as I'm, I'm using the restroom, the facilities, and I happen to notice the door. Uh-oh. All right. So the door is missing tile, but they replaced it with like free samples from Home Depot. <laughs> it doesn't even match. So let me see if I can pull this up real quick. That's our government for you. Good night. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you this picture and see if you okay. can uh, pinpoint the things I'm like, I'm cracking up about. Okay. So this is one of these things is not like the other. Good gracious. What else, what else do you notice about the picture? All right. Uh, can I zoom in here? Yeah. There's two locks. On it. No, no. Um, hmm? No, there's not two locks. Yeah. Oh, there's two places for locks. No, no, you're wrong. What? There's actually three locks. Only one of them is functional. <laughs> so the, so the, in this picture, you okay. have, you have like a, you have like this beige tile, which is now matched with cream tile. Yeah. That's, that's clearly. Okay. That's like someone literally went to the Home Depot and got sample tile. It's like one, like part of it had eczema. Right. Part right, of it right. had eczema. Yeah. I got you. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like Michael Jackson before skin bleaching. Oh, no. <laughs> 
See, send your emails to Mojo because I was going to say that, but then so I anyway, decided I should so anyway, Well, you can say anything now after leaving Neverland documentary. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so on this picture, uh, I'll try to post it on the website or our Facebook. Um, so you have a door handle uh-huh. lock, yeah. which is now no longer functional. Functional. I so instead that. of replacing the door handle, you know, <laughs> with, with you most people would do, they go to the old Home Depots and buy a dollar ninety nine slide lock. Mm-hmm. Well, that lock breaks. So what do they do? Instead of taking that off, they actually replace it with another slide lock above it. Mm, yeah. Okay. That's your government action. That just frustrates me. Hey, buddy. It, it makes my blood boil because I pay a lot of taxes. I'm sure you do. Everyone in this room pays a lot of taxes. They're saving money by buying a dollar ninety nine slide lock. Where they put? Where else are they putting it though? Mm, I could t- I could tell you, but this is a family show. <laughs> It's not in our pockets. It's probably not in the average employee that works for the state's pockets. It's got to yeah. be somewhere. It's somewhere. Anyway, don't get me started on the ABC stores because I don't know where that money's going. Hey, that's government, government inefficiency in, in action right there in You're that picture. Right that. So, mm. so how you be doing? I, well, I survived last weekend. Um, my wife was gone for the weekend. She went to go home and visit. Um, and I was kid-free for the weekend. So I thought this is going to be the best weekend of my life. Mm-hmm. Until Kentucky played on Sunday and lost. Yeah, it was so the uh, hardest. All of our teams are out now. Yeah, it was the hardest day of my. That was, that, was so a r- that was a rough game watching because I did watch that too. Yeah, for you. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was. I thought we had it, and then uh, just like the hopes of a small child, uh, <laughs> just it, dashed. It, it was dashed and beaten like a like a puppy. So, taking them, taking among the rocks along the seawall and just bashed right the skull in. Yeah, yeah. My only um, saving grace was that Duke lost. You guys lost. <laughs> that did bring me so much joy. Why does everyone hate on Duke so bad? Because of Zion Williams. Yes, because every, right every, everyone, everyone was, you know, everyone was aiming for this guy. We just happened to get him. Welcome to be number one. Welcome to the everybody hates you because you're number one club. We've been there for several years. Yeah, we have. We have. Too. And and this year was just I think everybody was just sick of hearing about Zion. I, amazing guy. No, amazing, yeah. amazing athlete. Yeah. Probably going to, I'm not going to say fizzle out. That's not the word. Yeah. But I think he goes so hard, so much of the time that at some point there's going to be another injury that's just going to throw him out. All I got to say about Zion is no single player in history has ever tanked stocks for Nike at $1.9 billion in like one day. You don't think he made money off of that? Who, Zion? Zion. He can write a check right now. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he can. I don't know. See, I know they had insurance waiver on him. I'm not Sure. sure who. Who is a recipient of that? I'm not sure if Duke or Nike or No, but I mean right now any he could go to any shoe contract or shoe company at this mm-hmm. point. The the uh CEO of Nike flew to China to get him new shoes and make sure that they weren't <laughs> gonna blow up. Like he wa- he watched the he watched the little child stitch him himself. Right, yeah, he did. I mean he <laughs> he said if you mess these up, I'm coming after you. But I mean he he could write a check for whatever. Like any I want to see. I want to see Zion get a contract with like Rockport and wear like <laughs> loafers <laughs> on the court. <laughs> Penny, pennies in each of them, you know. Oh, my dad's like a uh, two two eye hole. Like what are those? Like little slippers? Yeah, penny loafers. Penny loafers. Yeah. yeah, those would be great. That's what your dad wears. Yeah, he loves those shoes. He probably has the same pair resold since since 1952. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same shoe. Uh, they don't um, make them like they used to. They don't, man. I tell you, um, 
Yeah, so my hopes were dashed with Kentucky losing, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how many people leave. Yeah, it should be interesting to see the recruiting class of next year too. So what what are the thoughts for for the Duke fan base? Because this is really what I want to know. Like, are they upset? How how are they feeling now that they're out? How do you like how do you guys average person average person I talked to were you know we we kind of saw the writing on the wall with we we had two games back to back where mm-hmm. we were just literally dependent on luck. Yeah, or last second calls i mean it was you know down to the wire and, yeah. and the same thing happened with michigan state you know there was a couple late calls that kept us in there yeah. um we played very bad the tournament we played very bad leading up to the tournament minus the acc tournament but um we average person i've talked to we we kind of felt like we actually didn't deserve to go on just mm-hmm. because of the way we played we thought this was the team that to go all the way i mean if you would have talked to me yeah. beginning of the season i said oh man we're, we're going we're, no no losses at all I mean, might as well you know, just. Undefeated. I mean, after we played Kentucky, remember that the thirty-four point bubble. Yeah, I mean, yes, sir. I, I do mean, remember. Everyone that. was Still like, stings. everyone was like, just can cancel the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was everyone too. thought. I mean, everyone thought that. So, um, but that just proves that you know, any given game, it don't matter how you know if you top dog or not. I mean, that's the reason why we always root for the Cinderella teams. You know, mm-hmm. in the tournament, just it's any given game, things can change. So, yeah. um, I'm not upset. I'm, I'm upset. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed that we didn't go all the way just because we thought this was the team. You yeah. Know? Um, but that's, the, that's the dangers with this one and done. I mean, I understand why the kids want to do that. They want to get paid. Sure. Um, but that's, that's kind of one reason I hate the whole one and done series. I mean, just, you know, I, I like seeing selfishly as a fan, I like seeing players there for a couple of years. Okay. So you mean like one and done for the players, not like you don't want like a tournament style. No, no, no I'm like talking, I'm talking for the players. Yeah. Cause gotcha. you know, it, you know, the greatest teams of, of college basketball was in the eighties and early nineties guys were there, you know, through senior year, a lot of times. Yeah. But you look at the 15 Kentucky team that mm-hmm. was 38 and one, like right. that was an amazing, that team could beat any other team in the eighties and nineties. Right. Like just because of the skill level and athleticism. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about just as a, as a pure fan, fan standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. because like, you know, in professional, right. I, yeah. like, I don't really don't follow a lot of professional ball, but in professional ball, you at least get to know the player. You buy the Jersey, you, you commit to knowing their stats and things sure. like that. In yeah. college now you don't, it's just like, all right, well, I mean like Jabari Parker, who, I mean that right. th- at the time, Duke that was a top recruit. You know he was yeah. the he was the next coming of um, Michael Christ Jordan. <laughs> so I mean you, you heard these things, you heard these comparisons, yeah. and you know the one and done. He got the lucrative contract for top pick, and then he's really not the NBA superstar. Yeah. I, you know, I, of course, a lot of these guys maybe wouldn't be the NBA superstars. We peg them out to be, of course, but you know, in, in the NBA, the average lifespan of players only four years. Yeah, it's not I mean, long. Yeah, so, but like I said, I understand from their standpoint and their family standpoint. Um, I mean, a lot of these players, basketball is the way out of their current situation yeah. financially. And I understand wanting to get to the pro. I mean, there's probably a lot of ex- extra um, circumstantial pressure from the family to whatever yeah. to, to make it big. I, their and their I agents get that. are just trying to get the dollar, you know, oh, as yeah. quick and fast as they no can. Doubt. So I totally get that. Yeah. I just, as selfishly from a fan standpoint, sure. I hate it. I liked, I liked seeing players' numbers uh, retired. Yeah. And we're, we're almost to a point now where we're not going to see gonna that. We're going to run anymore. out of numbers. We're not even going to see that. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, we're not going to, I doubt we're going to retire Zion's number. I mean, because he's, he's not like a legacy player. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just don't see it. What about the, like, cause I, you remember that when, 
Coach K said, oh, well, I'm never going to do the one-and-done players. Like, I'm right. not going to coach right. those. So now he's flipping on the one-and-dones. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's saying, well, you can't have one-and-dones. Now you got to go to the four years. Mm-hmm. But you look at the four years, and they're not all getting there. It's still the right. Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, those teams that are still getting further, North Carolina. You know, those guys are going further, having – more one and done players than than four years. So that you know a lot of the, a, a lot of it's the player talent, right? A lot, a lot of a lot of it's the coaching system. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got to admit, Kentucky, Duke, UNC to a standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, um, and several other teams have just legacy coaching staffs and legacy coaching you know systems where you can basically plug and play any player in there and have success. I mean, you. To the level of success, I'm not sure. Like I, I yeah. I'm not saying you could take a kid out of high school who probably rode bench all you know most of his career sure. and plug him in, but you you have some t- some deal of success because of the coaching staff. I, I firmly believe that. You, I mean, you can see the evidence of it. Look at look at Coach K. I mean, he's had uh, several players that he's kind of like you know that were players in in the Duke system, mm-hmm. then became assistant coaches. Now are head coaches of their own system, and they, they've had some good success. Yeah. I mean, it obviously depends on their recruiting. Um, like Chris Collins, Chris Collins has had some very good years uh, with Northwestern, and you know, hopefully he will be Coach K's replacement. And when her coach K retires in 2067. So I'm, I'm, I'm praying for life extension technology. So, but speaking of life extension, coach Cal got a, a lifetime contract. Um, I think doesn't Cal, uh, K have one as well. Coach K could do whatever, whatever right. the heck he wants. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. And, and people ask like, what do you feel about the, you know, Cal getting a lifetime contract and it depends on the lifetime. You know, yeah. if it's an actual lifetime contract, I don't want him to be 80 and, and being horrible, you know, like, Jeff, you know, I think those are dependent upon the board too. I mean, I think it's just kind of verbiage. I mean, look at yeah. uh, Joe Patino. Yeah. I Joe, mean, yeah. Joe Paterno. 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 Yeah. I mean, he had yeah. a lifetime hey, contract buddy. too. And then yeah, that, that quickly flipped, blew. you know, I mean, yeah. it, I mean, there's ways out of it. I he's mean. no Rick Patino, but hey, you know. <laughs> but it, it goes to the point of, you, you know, and I, I do think it's verbiage. You know, I think that they're just saying, hey, we're going to give him a contract for as long as he wants to to coach, but also as effective as you are. Right. You know, it's going to be hard to recruit if you're pooping in your pants. Yeah, you I know, mean, I, yeah, I, d- I, I doubt he'll, you know, if all of a sudden he has a team that's, you know, below 500, I, I doubt they're going to keep him around. They'll probably listen. They'll probably find something. They were upset. They were calling for his head that we didn't win this last tournament. So, you know, yeah. at least the, the game. All, but, they, all they have to do is have two young college girls call him Uncle Creepy Joe, and then they'll they'll get him <laughs> out of there. Right. All right, so let's uh, keep going on. We've got um, some uh, the Southern word of the week. It's enema. Speaking of hmm. uh, enema, my mother in law is always sticking her nose into my business. There you go. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I like those. Have you ever had yeah. one? Oh Lord, no. I have. I'll admit it. Let me let me rephrase. No, I did one time because I kept throwing up and I couldn't stop. Oh. So they had to go in the back end. Yeah. That wasn't pleasant, kids. Go in the south end or protect the north end. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather have the Civil War going on. From the rooter up to the tutor. We do have a listener question of the week from Lisa Crouch. What is Biggin and Mojo's favorite meal? Every. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite meal. Any thoughts? Um, I like an old-fashioned greasy cheeseburger. Mm. 
I mean, like not like fast food, not sure. Uh, not I'm not big on the char grilled. Not know. going to McDonald's. Like I'll eat a burger, like I grill at home on the grill. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can find like just a, a hole in the wall restaurant that has a what they call a flat top grill mm-hmm. that you know cooks its own grease. Yep. That's you know had some age and weather, just like the owner of the restaurant. <laughs> that's the place I like. If if the place has a homemade chili that they're known for, mm. not not the chili with beans but like like a, right. a good chili chili okay and then um they also make their own coleslaw that way to throw uh, on a burger yeah buddy. that's my favorite meal yeah buddy i can eat that all day, every day yeah uh you know i want to say biscuits and gravy just because i love biscuits and gravy but i will follow up with except grandma's hamburgers mm. she grandma will cook it in the cast iron the, skillet it's not even the cast well she'll do it in the the little oven you know, like the little cooktop oven. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm, skillet. Mm-hmm. What are those things called? Like you put a, the the skillet yeah. on the countertop. Right. It's a flat top skillet. Maybe. Yeah. I, I guess so. You know, but it's got the lid on it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so she'll cook it in that um, and then put like a half pound of Velveeta cheese on it mm-hmm. uh, and then put the the buns on it and then put the top on it and let it steam and... and I don't know what she does. She also gets like chuck roast and something else mm. and then have them grind you know, it, grind it oh, at, wow. at the uh, Kroger. Speaking of, speaking of your grandma, are we going to see her on the bourbon trail? Uh, unfortunately not. We, we we don't have enough time. How about we just cancel one day with bourbon and go see her? We can do it. We could do that if I, we wanted to. I, I'm all about some uh, chocolate gravy some, <laughs> and some cheeseburgers, so... That'd be well worth it. It's the best. And then she does home fries in the cast iron skillet mm. where she'll cut up the yep. potato. Yep. Um, crispy edges. Crispy. You're right. Mm. And man, a bottle of ski and she makes the homemade slaw. Right. You, you can't get any better. Are we going by Dumas Walkers? You want, Why do you want to go by Dumas Walkers? Every kid who lives to the Kentucky Headhunters mm-hmm. back in the 80s wanted to know about Dumas Walkers. I tell you, I, it was literally 20 minutes from my house mm-hmm. in Campbellsville. Um we in their slow time, so we could be done with we would like on Monday nights we get done with BSU Baptist Student Union, mm-hmm. and then we would drive uh, over there and get the the uh, slaw burger fry and a bottle of ski. We'd play Deer Hunter because uh, they mm-hmm. had that there, and it was just a long uh, long counter. And then you know, Mama somehow managed to keep that cigarette in her mouth. I don't know how that was possible, but she would serve you, have the cigarette dangling from her mouth. Mm-hmm. We'd play, you know, deer hunter, have the time of our lives. And then it, because it was an hour back, we could stay there longer. And then we get, we go back to Camelsville and it's fast time. So mm-hmm. we lost an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Fun. We had a good time, but Demas Walker's was great. Yeah. Loved it. So let's get into some wacky news brought to you by Webmerized. If you need a clean, crisp website, check out our uh, sponsors section of our website or webmerized.com. All right. So <laughs> I love this order. You're talking about getting some, some food. There is a man, he's a bodybuilder that ordered everything off of the Taco Bell menu. What did he spend like $26? You want to know how much any, any guesses in the room? If you order everything off of the menu, how much it would be uh, at Taco Bell? $126. Oh, dang. I'm going to do the prices right and go $127. <laughs> <laughs> Juwan, any any thoughts? 
And Juwan, uh, Cap is in, also in studio with us. Uh, if you were to order everything off of the menu at a Taco Bell, how much are we looking at? Uh, probably like $72. $72. The total amount, and I probably should have said this, he ordered a couple of items more than once. So he did order three caramel apple empanadas. Mm, those are like a dollar, right? Yeah, so it's not... The total cost is one hundred and twenty dollars and three cents. Oh, my Boy, strategy so did not pay off. Oh, a hundred and twenty dollars and three cents. He said that he regretted it. <laughs> <Wonder why. laughs> After he encountered a quote chicken something or other uh, and a weird sauce that later betrayed him in his stomach. Mm. Uh, he said it was just the sauce that betrayed him. <laughs> just the he sauce. had the worst nachos that he's ever seen in his life, but he powered through to those empanadas and he had the worst pain that he's ever had in quite a long time. <laughs> I, wonder what, I wonder what the calo- the caloric intake would be. Oh man. The dude is uh, six foot eight and he weighs 415 wow. pounds. So he's bringing the heat. So he's got he got he got room to pack it. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, he did this on YouTube. We will put it on uh, our our YouTube page. But he talks about eating the entire menu. Um, we used to uh, in college. My mm-hmm. one year in college, I look, <laughs> I look back with it in such fond memories. Uh, we, we were on a poor man's budget, you know, sure. Kool Aid and uh, ramen noodles, mm-hmm. and we would go to Taco Bell, walk in, order a taco, then go to the all you can serve yourself sauce section and okay. just put like a bag full of sauce. <laughs> so that, that way we, you know, when we had ramen noodles, we had taco bell sauce. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. Well done. That was my fond memories. That's probably the last time I actually been to a taco bell. Mm. I really enjoyed the crunch wrap, the breakfast crunch wrap. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And especially they had it where there was gravy in it mm. at one point. So I would get a sausage crunch wrap that they would, you know, lay the tortilla down. They'd put the hash brown on it. It was really thin uh, hash brown, eggs, sausage, and then they put gravy on top of it, folded it up, and then put that in the, like, little press. And, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, it was good. Yeah, that's good breakfast. But even without the the gravy, it's still pretty good. I like the crunch wrap. I don't remember it with the gravy. Yeah, they don't do the gravy now. I've yelled at them for not having the gravy. But... It is what it is. It is what it is. But it's it's good. And then they have those little cinnamon, Cinnabon balls. The little cinnamon cheese cake things. Hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those will those will those will do some damage. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know Taco Bell served breakfast. Yeah, it's a good little breakfast, and you can get that same thing. Uh, you would probably eighty six the the wrap and the, the hash brown. But I mean, it's, it's easy. leave me with like air. Yeah, you got that. <laughs> I don't think Taco Bell is a keto friendly menu. <laughs> Actually, they have a couple of items I've I've read on on keto boards, but I've been cheating the last couple of days anyway. So, so uh, I was going to talk about this a little bit later. Their Burger King came out with the vegan burger mm. this week. We thought it was a April Fool's joke, but it's not. They have a, their own vegan burger, burger. And then also Taco Bell came out with like a whole vegan menu line. So I thought Taco Bell was already vegan. I would, you know. Because I, I didn't think their stuff was meat. That is true. That That's partially true. But I mean, you could go to Taco Bell and not get meat. Like that's pretty easy. Yeah. I, don't, just I, I, wonder, I wonder why they're going this route now. Because they're, I mean, Burger King. If you remember ten years ago, Burger King actually had a vegetarian burger on their menu, 
and it yeah. flopped. I mean, it, well, they're bringing it back, kids. I don't know if it's just the political climate. You know, this whole new Green Deal thing, and kids, you know, want to kill kill cows because of flatulence and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, I wonder if it's anything to do with kind of the political uh, political climate. Hmm. Just kind of curious. I would I mean. think though that they would try to go more keto because that's more mainstream at this point than than vegetarian. Wouldn't you say? Like most people are like more scared of like, carbs than they are meat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, trust me. Hey, if you don't want to eat meat, that that's more for me and anybody on the keto diet. I mean, they, <laughs> sure. we like the meat. So, uh, wow. I, I I just don't. When I had restaurants mm-hmm. and I had vegetarian, I had a yeah. vegetarian burger on my menu. That burger was probably ordered one to five hundred meat burgers. Yeah. So no, I, would I mean, that. It, it, granted, it could be in the areas I was in, but. Yeah, it just it wasn't a hot seller. I mean, yeah. I had it there just for convenience, yeah. you know, but when it wasn't the hot the hot seller by no means. So, yeah. I mean, people come in, they're like, you know, I want to eat a little healthier. They eat a single burger versus double burger. I mean, they're not going to like, oh yeah, just give me the tasteless, you know, yeah. meat looking patty that's not meat. So, but was there a lot of people that would ask for that hamburger without the bun? They would just do it like a lettuce wrap. I've had, yeah, because that was when the Atkins, more, the Atkins diet yeah. was that kind of big then. Yeah. Um, yeah, people are still, people are, there's so many diet fads that come and go, sure. you know, that kind of eliminate the bread. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was a big thing. But we also, I had a, I had a local baker make my bread. So everybody mm-hmm. was, I was known for that. Uh, so, I mean, it, people would come there on the cheat days. So. <laughs> nice. Did you have a, a wacky news? Two men arrested after shooting each other <laughs> while wearing bulletproof vest. <laughs> This comes out of Rogers, Arkansas. Uh, two Arkansas men have uh, have been arrested on suspicion of aggravated assault after police say they shot each other while taking turns wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah, um, I'm trying to find out where in the story here. Oh, hey, hey, Sparky, I got a good idea. All right, so um, it actually doesn't have it on this, but on the local uh, website that, mm-hmm. uh, that I saw this on originally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so tell you, get this. So these guys load up a twenty-two, um, and oh, that's good. There had been some adult beverages flowing. Listen, you uh, didn't have to say that yeah, statement. Well, I already knew that. that was already going on. So anyway, the uh, first guy <laughs> gets shot six times. Six. Um, obviously bruising ensues, probably a dislocated rib. Uh, so he gets a little mad and makes his buddy put the vest on and, and, and seems yeah. to unload the whole magazine on him. <laughs> so anyway, the wife comes out a little mad and, uh, she makes him go to the hospital. So they go to the hospital when they get to the hospital, instead of fessing up to what they had done, mm-hmm. um, they then claim one of the guys claimed that, um, he had been hired by another guy oh, no. um, to escort. Uh, this isn't going to be one of those juicy Smollett things. No, 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 no. I, I said well, juicy. Well, I guess <laughs> <laughs> to escort his um, contact into the woods in oh. and out. Well, they uh, like under undercame some fire. Um, <laughs> he was shot six times in the chest. So that was a story being being uh, sold. Okay. Of course, uh, okay. you know, the the. Uh, the crack team at the ER uh, <laughs> saw that the holes through the story here. <laughs> Literally. Uh, because, you know, being inebriated, coming in with sure. you know, multiple uh, bruises from being shot, they immediately alerted the uh, the cops, and the cops mm-hmm. came and arrested two guys. Breaking news. This is, this is a live feed of when the wife found out that this was going on. <laughs> Breaking news. This is, this is the lady, uh, this is the wife of, of what happened here. We are adults, and this is ridiculous. 
<laughs> she uh, she was probably more mad that they didn't bring back her carton of cigarettes. I, I mean, but you didn't have to tell me the alcohol was involved. Do you, do you think this is a, a this is where I think probably the law enforcement probably should not step in? No, I think the law Just of Darwinism probably should should fall in here. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Part of me kind of thinks this is kind of cool and kind of kind of want to try it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this would be something you and I would do if, if we were on a weekend retreat, right, out in the woods together, and be like, "Hey, but but it's kind of like it was kind of like I'm not saying things could have gone wrong. Oh yeah, obviously you've got to have a good shot because what if you missed? Oh yeah, that's the biggest thing yeah. is what happened if you just so obviously missed? things could go wrong here, but it was consensual. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's I mean, like an SVU commercial. Yeah, uh, but like I mean. You start laughing hard enough, and if I shot you, I'd probably be laughing. Yeah, pull a Ralph, I mean, if you pull a okay. Ralphie and shoot his eye out. Eye out. Yeah. Good gracious, no. But yeah, anyway, that I, know I, that cracked up when I heard that. Oh, just, yeah, because so. I could just see it happening. No doubt. Y'all, bunch of crazies. Um, speaking of crazies, um, PETA got called in after uh, a snake was killed during a Netflix movie was being shot in Alabama. Evidently, the people for ethical treatment of animals was sent letters to the Pelham Police Department telling them that while on the set of The Devil, The Devil's All Time, whatever, I haven't even heard about that Netflix show, The Devil's All, The Devil All the Time. Hmm, I can read. It's a the Netflix uh, showed the devil all the time. Uh, while they were filming it, uh, a guy moved a rock, saw a snake, killed it, and now PETA is going nuts because the snake was killed. Their their entire argument is if you decapitate a head, the snake can still feel it. So if you're going to kill a snake, you have to do it appropriately so the snake does not feel it using appropriate methods of, I guess, you know, tranquilizing him or putting him to sleep or something like that. Is PETA one of the most Y'all. worthless organizations to ever get a 501c3 nonprofit organization status? I think they're probably one of the top five. I mean, you're going to argue about a snake being killed. And let me also note in Alabama. I mean, that happens daily. Oh, yeah. You go down down the road. I'll I'll be in Alabama tomorrow. Oh, will you? Yeah. I might join you. So is a weed eater an appropriate way to kill (laughs) snakes? Because I did that last week. Did you? Yeah. Well, I'm not calling Pete on you. Good gracious. This isn't going to be on the internet or anything, right? No. It's just between you and me. Pete is... Peter's always been out there, but they have, I mean, they have just, they have taken it to the next step. Yeah. They've reached the, the, the trajectory and the heights of just total absurdity. Yeah. I mean, they, they decry all kinds of things. And I, 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 look, I understand if you don't want to eat meat due to your own personal beliefs. Okay. I got that. Cool. But if someone wants to wear leather shoes because, Mm -hmm. you know, cloth is, so 17th century or something. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. Right. Don't get your, you know, don't get your panties in a wad. Your, Careful. your, your organic cotton, um, you know, uh, non-animal tested panties in the wad. I mean, Uh-oh. I just don't understand that why. That should be the title of the, of the show right there. Ooh, that'd be a good podcast. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, I just, I think they're so worthless. Yeah. I mean, what have they actually done besides harass people? Well, you'll remember we had the, the story where they took the lions off of the carton of the animal crackers. Yeah. Now, well, that, that, was, that, was a, that was an achievement. Right I there. mean, people's lives were I saved. Mean, I would put that up there to, you know, I'd put that up there <laughs> next to MLK, moon landing, sure, yeah. cure, cure for like certain diseases. Creating the internet. Oh, it's up there. I mean. Way taking, to go. 
the, the cartoon animals off the box of animal crackers. Y'all, you ain't got nothing better. We, we, need, we need to come up with a new acronym with, for PETA that's just, you know, yeah. basically describes him as being worthless. Well, I'm sure Alyssa Milano will have something to say about it. <laughs> All right, so we got something to say about everything except something. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have some hot topics, and we'll uh, talk to some of our guests in the studio. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Words cannot describe how awesome Robert and his team at Webmerized are. In our time of need, Robert came through for us and devoted more time than expected to help our organization develop our new website. It truly is a blessing to have an individual that can speak to the average person not in the IT world in a manner that can easily be understood. The process of working with his team was painless, and I look forward to working with them for future projects. Our website is spectacular, and I'm really proud of what was developed by Webmerized. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Don't take Stella H's word for it and also Southern Fried Philosophies, but go out to webmerized.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, or check out the sponsors link on our website. And if you mention the word biggin in your order, you'll get 10% off. Check them out at webmerized.com for your web services needs. All right, we are back. This is the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Uh, so we're going to go into our hot topics. So as you know, we're going to do our disclaimer. The views and opinions of Southern Fried Philosophy are not necessarily those of our guests, sponsors, or friends of the show, but they should be. All right, and Hot Topics is brought to you by Washman Cigars. Leon, what up? How's it going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> We've got Leon in studio. We've got Childers. We've got Juwan Cap hey, all in studio. So, hey. Um, all right. So, Mojo, kick us off. So, all right. So, since we didn't have a guest for the day, yeah, we, we kind of like, like to do just a round table of discussion. Just yep. hot topics kind of hitting out there. Some are serious. Well, mostly all serious. <laughs> but you just got, you know, it kind of gives us a little glimpse of my thoughts. I mean, mm-hmm. how you like to avoid things. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> so. I, I, I avoid hot topics like a champ. Can we just talk about peanut butter? Can we just do that? My, my Hey, look, my favorite thing now is to go on like the NBC Charlotte or oh, uh, Fox Charlotte and just troll people. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. I love that. Just because people get so upset online. I mean. I'm the guy that starts crying. Like if I say something mean, like if we do a post, well, I don't say anything mean. I just, <clears throat> I take all their insults. I right. mean, I, I just kind of give them facts and facts are facts is actually trolling now. Yeah. Well, that yeah. is true. If we get a, cause you can see when Facebook, like you get a dis, not a dislike, but like your like lights go down. If somebody quits following the page, I start like getting emotional about it and be like, Oh no, somebody doesn't like me. Yeah. So that's how I am. You on the other hand, you could care less. Yeah. It does. It doesn't affect my day to day. Uh, it just doesn't affect my day to day. I mean, I like want people to like me. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't. I like people to like me too. But you know, uh, we we. I'm I'm going. I'm I'm the countercultural guy right now. Yeah. The the culture is to basically cower down. Don't share your opinion. Hopefully, everyone 
does it ha- hate you? Right. Personally, I could care less. All right. If people hate me, they hate me. If they like me, they like me. So send your emails to Mojo after this. So go ahead. What's no, so, our first one? All right. Well, uh, so everyone I'm sure has heard by now that two mm. more women have uh, come out against uh, Joe Biden, uh, mm. pre- uh, probably potential presidential candidate Joe Biden. Um, two more women have uh, claimed that he has in- inappropriately touched them. Okay. Uh, one of them, uh, Lucy Flores, has actually uh, wrote uh, in The Cut, which is a blog that uh, Biden kissed her on her head. At an event in 2014. Sure, which there uh, are pictures of. Gotcha. Um, st- <laughs> there's great footage of this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so that another la- a lady uh, who's actually in the government um, alleged that he inappropriately hugged her or kissed mm-hmm. her or something. So, um, but we also have the videos that yeah. the viral video mashup clips of it's uh, it's like a montage. Oh yeah, and that's the reason why he has Joe. the moniker of Creepy Uncle Joe sure. because yeah. he he gets like in their <laughs> ear, he gets in their ear, he <laughs> smells their hair. I mean, he'd be a perfect candidate for maybe a Pantene commercial. I mean, <laughs> he he loves to smell females' hair. So anyway. Um, so I guess the big takeaway from this is mm. number one, um, his former boss Barack has not spoken out about this. Mm. Uh, number two, the same people who were speaking about Kavanaugh and believe mm-hmm. all women's story, they have now come out and done a full reversal, as in sure, well maybe believe all women except these women. Completely, I one hundred percent agree with you. the The party that started this whole um, this whole movement is now like, uh oh. Maybe it hit one of our own. The me- so yeah, the shrapnel yeah. is now hitting them. The Me Too movement has now began eating itself. Right. Yeah, <laughs> y'all got to keep that same energy, you know, for yeah. real. No so, matter who it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I'm i not a Republican or a Democrat. I, I've stated that numerous times on the show that if someone's guilty of uh, this type of behavior, call them out. Yeah. Regardless of who they are, who they used to work for, their potential in the future. Call them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 but it's a stark contrast from, you know, a potential drinking high school party in the sure. early 80s to him actually being a White House briefing pressers <laughs> nestling up to like a 12-year-old girl, like Whoa. inappropriately rubbing shoulders. Yeah. I mean, well, you know what I'm saying? It is, there's a stark, stark difference there. I mean, it is... We actually have video evidence of this. Uh, you know, Brett Kavanaugh, the only thing we had with him was uh, his calendar. He meticulously kept at 18. I mean, so, you know, we, we, we this is a different time. Yeah. But, um, it is a different time. And but let, let's be also very clear. He is he's like the, he is the creepy drunk Uncle Joe that but he's he's not doing things that he's being accused of, you know, rape or anything else like that. It's just being weird you know and everybody's got that weird uncle that like you know there's nothing wrong he's just they're just you know we had a we had a weird uncle but we fatally shot him (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) were were you just testing out your 22 with a bullet i was like here here, uncle wear this (laughs) no uh, um but massive hypocrisy in this oh 100 massive hypocrisy. no i'll I'll give you that 100 percent. so like i said I i could care less who it is what party they vote for but we need to call them out. Sure. And, and I'm also, I, I still stand right here uh, with like I did with Brett Kavanaugh. Let's wait and see. Mm-hmm. Let's wait to fi- find these allegations of, I mean, we have the allegations. <laughs> ones, on, one's on camera. Right. Yeah. I mean, those are creepy. Right. I don't know. It's up to the person who's the, the, the person that's a recipient of those creepy actions to let us know. I mean, subjected to their opinion if they find those creepy or not. So, is subjected to that. Now, if he's out there just manhandling and kissing women and this and that, um, 
obviously we need we need to find out you know the the true nature of the story so i'm not trying i'm not calling for joe biden's head i'm just calling that uh, i'm calling for the same people that wanted to, to put brett kavanaugh's head on a spike yeah uh to to do the same thing also uh, the uh, the irony also the the me too movement has not uh called for the full castration and um and full execution of people like R. Kelly or Michael Jackson. I mean, yeah. Of course, Michael Jackson's in the grave. But, you know, the people that Bill Cosby, I mean, I think he was probably, yeah, he, he was kind of given, he, he was a creepy guy, creepy guy given a pass for most of his yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like no one ever called for like the full out hatred and, and uh, death threats in the family and stuff like that. So um, you going to say something? Well, no, nah, I was just going to say, you know, again, they should keep that same energy. Yeah. You know, y'all, y'all took away the Cosby show. <laughs> you know, yeah, America's same, da- America's dad. Yeah, keep that same energy for Uncle Joe. Sure. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Like, I was trying to find an article, but in a set of words that I never thought that I would actually say or that would come out of my mouth. Nancy Pelosi actually did say something credible. She she said, we live in an age now where people's space is their space and you have to respect that instead of just invading into mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. you know, just like you would. So that's the only thing that's I've ever. what came from Nancy Pelosi's mouth? Believe it or not, wow. that's, the, that's the most shocking thing of this story. She actually had a coherent sentence. Was she um, reading this off of a piece of paper? <laughs> I don't think so. I think you know what? Just, I mean, she's been in the Senate, what, since 1890 or to Congress yes. since 1890? I so. think she. Listen, I think she had a little thing with with old George. I think I can't prove it. <laughs> Washington, <but>. yeah. <laughs> Washington. So yeah, no. I mean, that's actually yeah. uh, hats I was off. Like, to, okay, hats off to Nancy. I actually, I actually agree with that. Wow, you can't just automatically go in and intrude somebody's space that like three foot perimeter. Like you can't just yeah. automatically unless you know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even if you know them, though, I mean, you have to kind of know that person's limits, yeah. right? Yeah. For me, I just wave. I don't give a high five, <laughs> a wink, none of that, none of that. Well, even the vice president now, like, does that does that make it even better? Because he went on record saying, like, I don't even have dinner with a female. Yeah. Of course, that was misogynist too. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Oh, I, and I think that I think we're going to become more of a culture of that too mm-hmm. before long. I think yeah. I think men are going to be able to be afraid to go out and uh, you know have dinner or lunch or yeah. private meetings with their female peers just because of that yeah. fear of that accusation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing me- wrong with the accusation, but you know, just- no, but that, that accusation will tarnish you for yeah, right? I mean, exactly. for the rest of your career. Yeah. I mean, all yeah, all it takes is probably one disgruntled person making an a- allegation on Facebook mm-hmm. or social media. And that's it. I've seen enough episodes of SVU where they're like, Oh, I didn't know it was going to blow out of proportion like this. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get my. Well, yeah, right. Haven't you seen the other 380 episodes of SVU? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go to the next topic. All right. So I, I'd like to call it the hypocrisy of the Republican Party. Okay. All right. So I'm sure we're people, flipping the script. People always think I'm just always on the Democrat hating mm-hmm. side, but I'm. This is a prime point for me of the Republicans. So now uh, the Republicans, the hypocrisy is they're looking at replacing Obamacare. Obamacare with another form of Obamacare. <laughs> so let me get this straight. We're replacing Obamacare with yeah. Republican. Well, if you remember, the, if you remember the chance, you know, was to basically cancel Obamacare right. during the previous presidential election. Also in the Senate and congressional elections, mm-hmm. they wanted to get rid of Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're uh, Trump is actually an advocate for getting rid of Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Um, 
now they've kind of changed their tune a little bit since we have the 2020 election coming up. And they're, <laughs> sure. they're looking to to Front basically row. just uh, recycle, rinse, repeat another version of this. Um, you know, this type of universal health care, single payer health care, mm-hmm. uh, however you want to call it. So um, very frustrating for me because um, I don't believe the government should mandate something that you buy and that's yep. with that's with Obamacare if you refuse to go and um buy onto the exchange yep. that you have to pay a $600 penalty per year okay yep. that penalty um is basically forcing people to buy stuff that they may not need or feel they require. Um, I'll give you an example of this. I, I made a purchase of a truck last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I looked for two weeks for a truck and um, I went to one dealership and, you know, like the truck and I got down to the nitty gritty. What else am I paying for? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, dealers always, I'm a dealer. You always have administrative fees, things now, like let's that. Let's be clear: a motorcycle dealer. Motorcycle dealer, <laughs> right? I'm not. I'm not slimy. Sell slimy Sam's used car sales. You're, you know? you're right. You're but, right. Um, but no, you know, car dealers are always notorious. You have to ask these questions. Notori- mm-hmm. They're always notorious for sliding in extra fees. I slide in a de- dealer administration fee, which just covers all you know my notary fees, my mm-hmm. mailing my time to actually go to the DMV right. and things like that. Um, so anyway, this dealer goes and the price on the truck was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I said, what else am I got to pay for? He goes, well, you got another $747 charge. I'm hey, like, buddy. what is that for? He goes, well, um, $247 of that goes to this, um, lifetime carpet care. Like if you drop your bottle on it or something, you can bring mm-hmm. it back and we'll clean it. Okay. What's the other money? Well, we're going to window etch your VIN number into the windows for theft. I'm like, well, I, that doesn't even make sense because if someone's going to break a window, <laughs> you know, I mean, Front row. it doesn't make sense. I'm yeah. like, so I, can I refuse these? He goes, no, it's mandatory. Wait, what? Well, guess what? I didn't purchase from there because I wasn't going to pay an extra $800 mm-hmm. of, of my hard earned money for something I didn't feel like I require. Yeah. That goes back to this, this health insurance mandate. I, I, I believe, I don't believe, man, y'all can, Y'all can send all the emails to me. Right. I do not believe healthcare is a right. I believe healthcare is a privilege. Healthcare is something that we work for. I mean, I, we have healthcare in this country for everyone, and it is pr- approximately pretty affordable. I mean, you can go to a doc in a box, you can go to urgent care, you can go to the ER right now, have zero insurance, walk fresh in across the border, and go to the ER free of charge. Trust me. They will take your bills and put them into another category. They will, they will write them off. Yeah. Hospitals have grants from philanthropy to pay those defaulted bills. Now, the average Joe who has a Social Security number, they will chase him down for the rest of his life through collections. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But we have a health care. I do not believe we should be mandated to buy something that we do not feel necessary. Why would a 21-year-old kid who is healthy, who doesn't smoke, who doesn't do this, why should we force him to buy into a system that he doesn't need? At the peak of his life, he doesn't need. I mean, he may go get a job that has, you know, company health care that's affordable. Mm. I mean, that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people have company health care. I understand people, some people don't. I I, I get that. But health care isn't a right. Rights are things like I, I just I have a right to breathe. Mm-hmm. I have a right to travel. I have a right, a right to do this, that. I mean, just because it, just because those are rights doesn't make healthcare right. I mean, it, I think we've. I mean, for look, the last hundred years we've had great healthcare. Before that, 
I mean, the average lifespan was 45. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, Nailing it. And you paid for it, too. I mean, you, yeah. the people that lived to 45 paid for it. They had the doctors coming, you know, to their house and afford them some type of yeah. some type of care. It It's just not a fundamental human right. Just like housing is not a right. If that was the case, we'd have zero homeless. Right. And I'll agree with you on that. Let me let me throw some verbiage out there. Is is healthcare different than health insurance? So going back to your thing, like if somebody is is sick, like should they not be able to go to the doctor? Like I think that, that we would all agree, like if you're sick, you need to go see a doctor. I I, I agree. I, I think there's affordable measures for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, prior to the modern day insurance system. What did we have? We had hospitals. We had um, mental health facilities that were formerly known as psychiatric insane asylums or things like that. These that were didn't s- turn out too well for Batman. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, and also the criminals. Yeah, yeah. but um, but these were set up by religious organizations. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the you know the Catholic organizations that have hospitals named them: Saint Mary, Saint right. this, yeah. Saint that. The Jewish hospitals. I mean, these were all set up set up by religious organizations or private charity funds set up by, you know, rich yeah. people to, to treat the people that could not get some type of health care. And, we, and it, yeah. it worked. I yeah. mean, St. Jude's. Look at St. Jude's. Sure. I think half half the issue is now it's for profit and people are just trying to make money after money after money. And it's $100 for an aspirin. And then they have to deal with the whole insurance issue. But I agree, like the religious, the uh, charitable we should be taking care of people like that should be kind of what we do. But I'll, I'll agree with you. Health insurance, I think is a privilege. I think health care is a right. People should be able to go see a doctor if they're dying or sick. Well, or then, then, then that crosses. So almost like a cross. I mean, no, they have the right to be able to seek attention, but the person providing the care also has a, a right to refuse their care. Now, I know that sounds kind of gray there. Mm-hmm. I mean, because doctors supposedly take a Hippocratic oath to treat everyone. Okay. They will not refuse anyone. Um, but in the same token, I mean, I'm probably in so much trouble for this. But the same token, <laughs> you know. Juan's like, why did I come on this show? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I love it. That person's a doctor. They, they've spent years in college. They, they've spent years in internship and residency following other doctors around, learning right. the, the tool of their craft. Sure. It is not my right to go force that doctor to treat me. So I'm saying it is not my right for to make them use their their fruits of their labor and skills to treat me. That would be like, um, you know, me coming up to someone else who has a house. And if I don't have a house, right. I need you to provide me a house. It's my right to have four walls and a roof over my head. Thoughts, guys? Well, I think the issue with part of it is insurance kind of controls what doctors mm-hmm. can do today. Yeah. Like. You know, I had, I had a sleep study done last year mm. and literally the insurance company was telling the doctor what he could provide to me. Mm. He had to mm. ask them, what can, what can we do? Yeah. Essentially. And exactly. Yeah. And I think that's gotten a lot worse over the past six years with the implementation, implement, uh, implementation Easy of, for you to say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th- these, this affordable healthcare act, because, um, now I've, you know, I've got a friend of mine who's terminally ill who has abscess all in his mouth needs to have an oral surgery but the insurance company doesn't want to to grant the surgery which would clear up the problem they would rather treat the abscess Mm. constant with constant hospitalization than performing the oral surgery Mm. 
So I, I agree. I think insurance companies yeah. who coincidentally actually had a hand in crafting the Affordable Health Care yeah, Act. Yeah, they did. So uh, they this is nothing but a profit center for them. Sure. I think they get oh, in the way they get in the way of doctors doing what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, and I agree. Aspirin a hundred dollars. I mean, a bag of saline is two hundred dollars or mm-hmm. ten thousand, whatever they charge. I mean, I think insurance companies are the ones who uh, at, at the you know, if we did like a, a ten a ten year rewind or you know, the old VH ones flashbacks, you know, back <laughs> right. in the day, I think we will find the insurance companies were really the, the ones who crafted uh the demise of our healthcare system. And, 100%. And, I, and we're right on track with the EU and England and their healthcare system where it's going to deteriorate so much where you have healthcare for all, but it's not a quality of healthcare. And I, yeah. I challenge anyone to challenge me on that because I know people in the EU that fly to the United States or fly to Israel for private healthcare. So, you know, it's just going to deteriorate, deteriorate to a point where yeah. we're at a threshold where we can't cross. You know, but, um, you know, the insurance, I mean, I, I think – there's certain things now, like me, I have an appointment in two, two and a half weeks for, uh, for my third year heart tra- uh, transplant mm-hmm. uh, annual report. So every year my hospital team has to battle the Damn. team or the insurance company to get me this one scan. You know, the scan is like $95,000 or Dad something, gone. you know, so they have to get this one scan for me versus me going into surgery to do, you know, biopsies and things, which increases my risk of rejection, mm-hmm. uh, which is also actually more expensive, mm-hmm. you know, but they can now read it through, you know, the powers of x-ray. I mean, so oh. insurance companies, I, I, I agree are 100% just, yeah. I think they're, they're good, but they're also garbage too. Well, and you remember when Obama did run, like the his talking points while he was running was, well, "I'm going to take the the insurance companies to the woodshed," and that I was 100 mm-hmm. percent in agreement with. Like our, our pharmaceuticals, the insurance company, they've got to get a, a butt whooping and and call their nuts, right? But then all of a sudden, when it became office, and and I'm not saying him specifically, but. Uh, I don't know if anybody could have gotten it because it is such a powerful lobby. I don't think anybody could have gotten it. Well, I think done. he meant to say was, um, you know, instead of taking the, the insurance companies to the woodshed, I think he's going to take them to the Oval Office to craft a. <laughs> I think it menu. started out good. Well, at least the talking points. Yeah, no, the talking, out great. talking points are always great. Right. You just don't want to see the small print. I right. Mean, <laughs> and I'm not trying to blame this all on Obama because Rocky this is. Not, yeah, sure. <laughs> this, this, I'm not blaming this all on Obama. This is something that sure. now we're seeing, yeah. you know, the. the the more socialist wing of the Democrat party yep. going even more left yeah, where it's, you know, mandatory health care for everyone. And then of course, now the, the Republicans not wanting to lose some of that vote are yeah. now going to go more crafting towards, you know, we're just going to call it, you know, Trump care 2.0 or um, single payer. They, they, and, not, mm-hmm. and I'm all about regulating. I think the, or deregulate. I think I think the um, insurance market should be open. People should be able to cross state lines. It's kind of like car insurance. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. I'm all about that. All about that. And if we had more, if it was more affordable for more people to pay yeah. in, then it'd be more beneficial. Somehow, my insurance is through Illinois, and I'm you know like my people are like, what is this insurance? Yeah. And like, but it's great. Like I I love yeah. it because it's free. You know, allows a little bit of free market. Yeah, I mean, our, and it's great. Ours is Aetna through Massachusetts or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah. uh, but there, there's a better way to skin this cat. Yeah. No doubt. I just don't agree with the way we're doing it. And I yeah. don't agree with mandating someone to sure. buy something. Yeah, that because, was the issue that I had going back to that. Yeah. Like, because what else are they going to mandate? Tax. Yeah, what like, else are they going to mandate for us to buy? Beer, you know, I mean, carbon. Carbon taxes are one yeah. of them. That's one of them. The I future. better lay off that Mexican food then if they're going to start doing well, I'm going to start eating more cheeseburgers. So I get rid of some <laughs> carbon. All right, what's our next topic? We got two more. Let's see. Uh, the 
So I'm sure everyone's been seeing the hysteria about the measles outbreaks. Yeah. Oh, no, I hadn't heard. Okay. Well, there's been an uptick in measles outbreaks. And full disclosure before I get into this diatribe, um, both of my girls are unvaccinated. Oh, well, I'm not going to. I'm out of here. Hey, we're done. So uh, we made the, you know, and I'm not a big anti-vaxxer. So don't, you know, if you want to send hate email and tell my kids are dirty, that's fine. I get that all the time. I'm not worried about it. My my kids have been uh, used for... um, for fodder for years and they've been called everything that you could imagine. Okay. Uh, we, we, we made the decision not to vaccinate based off, um, my wife's reaction when she was in high school. Um, Mm. she went, she had a booster. Everybody gets a booster around 17, 18. Uh, my wife had a booster and immediately went into um, seizures for, for months. Okay. Um, I had a, um, a lapse of short-term memory in college after my booster and memory. I mean, in college, like I, my short-term memory was wiped. Like my parents had to come get me and stuff. And it was all linked back to the vaccine. Also, um, as I've mentioned in, in previous podcasts, I'm a cancer survivor. Age 12, I had a tumor called osteogenic sarcoma. Um, I did some research back in the day before mm-hmm. we had kids because um, it took us a while to have kids because we had to get creative with becoming a family. Sure. Um, there's actually, my tumor was actually linked to some um, adjuvants, well, I can't what? say that some additives okay. in, inside the vaccines. There's actually been case studies. Mm. So we made the conscious decision when we became parents that we did not want to vaccinate right now um, because of, you know, now they have these combos, like 16-in-1 vaccines, mm-hmm. things like that. So it's that's like scary. combo meal at McDonald's? Exactly. It's, it. like, it's, like the, it's like the weightlifter, you know, <laughs> the whole, whole thing. You know, so we, we, we thought about, A, not vaccinating, B, doing it on a delayed schedule, what a lot of people do, where they, t- they kind, of, kind of sparse them out a little bit more, um, or just getting fully vaccinated. Well, I went to the you, – at the time, you had to get ex- – well, we still do. You had to get exemptions from the state to go to daycare. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to the state board to get – after my wife left in tears, I, she wanted me to go to the health department to get an exemption. So I went there, and I asked the lady, and she gives me the whole spill, how I'm a bad parent, and mm-hmm. my kids are going to die. My kids are going to die of a, a measly chicken pox death, mm-hmm. and, and – uh, Things like that. And I asked her straight up, I said, can you write me a $3 million guarantee that my child will be the same today and the same tomorrow after these vaccinations? She goes, I cannot. Mm. With that, we made the conscious decision not to. Yeah. So we've, we've held that stance ever since, you know, and don't get me wrong. Every, every this time of year, every year we get the measles, chicken pox, mumps, uh, outbreak stories. And I get a little fearful. I mean, because I worry about my kids. Um, I know probably people think I'm a bad parent, but um, it is what it is. I mean, it, it, you know, like I've told my oldest daughter, if the moment she turns 18 and wants to go get the whole full spectrum, I mean, that's that's your choice. But we've made the decision not to. And, and coincidentally, my kids, um, you know, knock on this formica-laden table here that, you know, my kids have not had any major illnesses. My kids have been healthy as a, as a whistle. My daughter gets allergies once a year. Uh, they've never had the the, the three-letter word, um, does, you know, cold every Alf. year. You know, so they, they've been very blessed, healthy. I mean, me, I have a, I'm, me, I'm, I won the genetic lottery. I get everything. But <laughs> my kids. You're like my, Mr. Glass. My kids are like, yeah, exactly. My kids have an iron cast immune system. It is amazing. We're very blessed that way. So, like I said, we, we just made the conscious decision. Yeah. We don't force that on other people. We don't look down on other 
other people, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll be looked down upon, which is okay. Um, but we made that conscious decision not to. Yeah. And we have, I have other things to say about that too, but, you know, get into the story. So anyway, we, we've been seeing a long intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to, I want to lay, the, fa- no, I wanna lay the foundation you're out. Fine. Yeah. So anyway, the, uh, you know, we've been hearing, uh, there's actually been an uptick in measles quite yeah. a bit. I mean, and they're calling the resur- resurgence, you know, 400 cases, is it? 400 cases. 400 I mean, cases. Granted, there's 330 million people in the country, but we've had 400 cases. So that's, you know, that's, I don't know, I'm not good with percentages, but that's probably, I'm I'm saying that's probably less than 1%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we've been hearing this, this whole thing. Yeah. And of course they, they quote unquote, can't pinpoint it where this is coming from. I mean, I've seen, um, I saw a study today where they're pinpointing some of this outbreaks back to, uh, there's a commune in Israel of, you know, Orthodox Jews who don't have access to some modern Israeli, uh, vaccination procedures. And these certain people have traveled back and forth. And, um, you know, then you have another group of the Ukrainians that are coming over from Ukraine with the, the battle worn area over there that are bringing it about Bigfoot. Anybody is blaming yeah, it any other Bigfoot. Cause I, now, I, think I, look, I love the Hispanic community, but I personally believe it's being brought up, uh, over the border. I mean, send your emails too. <laughs> I mean, we look, they're capturing 14,000 people. That's a lot. Yeah. 14,000 yeah, people I I think a, a month. Is it a month or a week? I can't remember now. Uh, it was like 100,000 last month, is what I yeah, heard. So you got 100,000 people they've captured at the border. Okay. These are, they're coming from countries that do not have any vaccination, pro, you know, mm-hmm. procedures at all. Or if they do, it's all humanitarians from, you know, non governmental yeah. organizations. So does that. <laughs> All right. I mean, you, you you recently had a kid. Uh, she's doing Do, May. Okay, so it's yeah. coming. But but even part of me is thinking, and again, just my stupid not parent thought is if we have these uh, the measles and things like that, these outbreaks that could come up from some other place, and it's not quarantined, it would be a stronger case, I think, too. To have immunizations, right? But, but here's the thing, though. I think our, our rates of immunization in this country are pretty high. Okay, I was immunized. I mean, everyone at this table has immunizations. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet. So in theory, immunizations are there to protect you, right? Right. So I should be protected. Right. right. Everyone else. Should be. So the, literally only people we, we should have risk are people like my kids or some other people that have a suppressed immune system. Right. Being, you know, they're getting back, not getting vaccinations. They're the ones we have to worry about. But that's not the case. We're, you know, people that are getting sick or are, are, are ones who have been vaccinated course, oh. al- along with also the ones who are unvaccinated. Was not aware of that. Yeah. So plot twist. Th- the vaccinations are not 100 percent guaranteed, yeah. just like the flu vaccine is not 100 percent effective. But, you know, we're seeing, you know, like I said, 100,000 people are our borders. They're trying to cross illegally every every month. Um, and we're seeing an uptick. And mm-hmm. we there's caravans being announced every day that, you know, they're they're bringing their marching bands and, you know, uh, knapsacks and, you know, coming on up to the border, I guess. Um, but, you know, um, but they're also bringing other they're also bring, <laughs> they're also bringing, you know, they're also bringing other things with them. They're bringing, you know, non curable tuber- tuberculosis. I mean, 
Mm. These are things that we can't cure regardless of how powerful our, our antibiotics and uh, immunizations are. These are things we, we, we have no recourse for. Right now, you guys may not see, I'm grabbing my phone and I'm, I'm going to donate right now to that Trump wall. <laughs> put, put one brick in a time. I don't even know if I like it or not, but I'm putting, I don't want that. Right. And I don't know, oh. I don't know if a border wall would exactly save this from that, but you know, the countries that are seeing upticks, France, Germany, Poland, these are all countries that have taken an excess of migrants mm. from, from other countries. We're taking a, 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 just an excess of migrants. I mean, right now, the catch and release program in this country is embarrassing. You know, we, we, for every four people that we arrest illegally right now, and we don't even document and check them really for health anymore. Like Ellis Island, you know, people talk about mm. bringing your, hu- your oh, hunger, yeah. your huddle masses, your wretched, whatever. Yeah. Well, Ellis Island, we, we'd actually check them for health screens and then shit their ass back on another boat. To I be mean, clear, you said ship your butt back to yeah okay ship all right I say sure. butt but I, I just, <laughs> but you know we would send we them back we'd send them back yeah. I mean you know, we would not let people in that would you know that would you're right make our population sick you're we right. really don't do that now no. we we catch we give them court order papers to say all right you need to show up at this certain court date to with your call you know, yeah. And then we release them. And only one out of, I think one out of four is the last number I saw that, that show up. So I, I don't, you know, measles and chicken pox. I'm not saying I want the measles. Mm. I don't want the chicken pox. I've had the chicken pox twice. I'm just saying that these are diseases, these specifically those two that people would have parties to go to. My parents took me to a party, a chicken yeah. pox party. Well, in fact, the mm. governor of Kentucky, Matt Bevan, has said that his he sent his children to one of those parties to get chicken pox yeah. in order to you know, vaccinate later down the road for their kids. Yeah. I mean, so, you get lifetime immunity once yeah. you get it. I, I'm not, you know, we make. Let's go I, back to the leeches when people would put. And bloodletting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that worked out well. Interesting, Thanks, side, interesting side story about oh, bloodletting. No. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, that'll I, be I, the after dark <laughs> podcast. No, but seriously though, like we, I'm not saying, I'm not saying me, vac- I, I believe vaccines do good. Right. I do. Okay. But when you have so many people vaccinated in your in your country, I don't believe I believe I have the choice. And I know people will beat me up. Well, you really don't have the choice because you know, the people generations of vaccinations have have done that. But mm-hmm. guess what? I'm not willing to, to risk my children's lives and well-being just to make you happy that you vaccinated your kids. Mm. That's I mean, a good point. There, I mean, there's a reason why we have a vaccine injury court that pharmaceutical money, pharmaceutical companies pay money into to, to pay out for litigation. We paid out last, I think last year alone, $168 million in vaccine entries. Ooh, good. But, vac- but vaccines are safe. Thoughts, guys? Yeah. Anything? All right. So this spon- this episode is not sponsored to you by Watchman Cigars. Leon is now pulling his sponsorship. Thanks a lot, Mojo. Appreciate it. Uh-oh. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> oh, that's why we do the disclaimer. It's not you or the sponsors. Do right. I need to run it again? Hey, we'll just get back to the. We'll just talk. Keep on going back talking about duck farts. That's why like we that. got to talk about go. peanut butter. Go back to peanut butter. All right. Uh, <laughs> Anything else? Are we are we done? No, I think I've already pissed off enough people. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of our show. I'm just kidding. Uh, one thing I do want to say: there was See a sto- Mojo on his new show. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody would like to co-host a, a podcast that talks about peanut butter? Please email me. Yeah. Um, no, there is there is a story coming out of. Uh, uh, 
Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, there's a, a, a student there that uh, got into an Uber uh, this past weekend. I don't know if you guys saw the story oh, or not. Yeah. Got into the Uber. It was a fake Uber or just a, a mislabeled, or, you know, a woman just got into the car and then they found her body two hours later. Uh, or a, a couple of days later. Um, it, this is just a PSA, guys. It's just Uber. I mean, be very, very careful. I know we've all used them. You, some of you guys mm-hmm. drive for, for Lyft and Uber. But y'all, it, and I love it. I mean, I, we've used it a ton. But just be very, very careful, y'all. When you when you go in, I think Lyft and Uber both say, make sure you identify the driver's name. Make sure you identify the license plate and go on. But that's so incredibly sad that this, this tragedy happened but just be very very careful y'all i know you know we we've uh we've all been there where we might need to needed to use one but just be careful on that yeah and and you actually still still do lift yeah i'm a a drive for lift right now yeah you know there are quote-unquote safeguards kind of in place Mm -hmm. you know i have a light on my dash that changes colors based on your phone i don't know what color it is i can't i can't fabricate that huh so it should show you if it turns yellow, and you should go, oh, that's the yellow light. And then you ask, and it, it says my name, has my license plate number. Mm. It gives you a ton of information. But if you're in a hurry, people get in a yeah. hurry, they jump in. They've had know. a little bit too much. I mean, much. I pulled into the wrong driveway and almost picked up the wrong family. Oh, wow. And I started looking like, this is something's not right here. So I backed up. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm over here. I'm in the wrong house. You wow. Because in the dark, things happen, can, can happen. Sure. So it's the responsibility of both parties to confirm. Right. You know, I said, hey, well, in this name, case, you know, you confirm the name. They usually say my name, and we're good. Then I confirm the destination. If none of those things line up, line up right, well, get out of the car. But if you're a bad guy and you're just, you know, trying to take people or what have you, yeah, I mean, goodness gracious, because they are out here. Like I was um, in Walmart and I was with my stepdaughter. She's 11, but she's about, she's a little bit taller than me. But I had this old white man come up to me and ask me, you know. Do I like dogs and try to get me to his van? I'm like, it's a whole child right here. Why are you not trying to kidnap this child? And, and I do like dogs, so I end up going to the van. But yeah, it's a crazy word out here, man. Crazy. Uh, I mean, that that is funny. But again, guys, we yeah, just yeah. be very, very yeah, careful when you're, especially if you've had a couple, you know, and you're just like, whatever, I'm just jumping in. Um, goodness gracious. It, but also, you know, I think uh, the even the Uber, the rideshare drivers, Uber, Lyft, and I think there's a few other ones now. Those guys have to be careful too. Sure, I mean they yeah. need to um, verify the person getting in's credentials. I mean, I know I've I've ordered, you know, I do. I wouldn't call it a ministry. Some people call it a ministry, but I do um, help get heroin addicts to from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. You know, usually to a, to a rehab facility or to a detox, things like that. Not. Instead of me going out a lot of times, I will order them an Uber ride. Mm. You know, um, I always confirm, call the driver head, say, hey, you're not looking for me. You're looking for, you know, a female or a male or, the, you know, try to mm-hmm. give them a description because um, I, I don't want them to turn the person away. I don't want them to think something shady is going on. So, um, but it is up to, you know, the Uber driver, Lyft driver to check out, you know, uh, you, you know, these, these ride share platforms, you have a rating system where it'll say, you know, mm-hmm. this person has a 4.6 or 4.2, right. you know, things like that. And if they go below a certain rating, actually these ride shares will actually kick them off the platform altogether. Not mm-hmm. saying they can't create another alias or whatever, right. but you, you do, I mean, the drivers out there really need to, I mean, I, I drove for Uber Lyft for about, I, I say two weeks, but it was probably a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
you, you get some sketchy people in there too. Sure. I mean, you get people like me that get in the back of your car. So <laughs> they want to talk about vaccine injury. No, but, um, so you got to be careful out there yeah. because there's been, you know, murders of drivers out yeah. there too. Yeah. And people that take advantage and people that have been robbed and, and, um, dam- cars damaged and things like that. So that, yeah. that's a worry too. I, I just, I love the platform. I love the ability that it's decentralized the cab industry. It's also mm-hmm. decentralized uh, a lot of things where people can um, carpool but not be the driver. You know, it's, right. it's probably dropped DUIs. There's probably yeah. a lot of DUI lawyers that have actually gone out of business. There's yeah. probably um, there's probably police municipalities who source of re- revenue was DUI tickets. So I mean, it's it's really cut that down. Yeah. I mean, um, just kind of a side note: the organ organ industry, you know, as far as the uh, organ donations have actually dropped a little, a little bit due to less accidents. So, um, you know, it, it is, it is shaking up, it is shaking up the country in in a good way in a lot of ways. So I'm all about this platform because it gives people that, um, I know that if I ever get to a hard point where money, I can just re-sign up, get my car authorized and go out and drive and make money. I I could drive 18 hours Mm -hmm. and not have any regulations. I I love that ability to, to be able to go out and do it instead of having to go to a school or buy a medallion for a cab company or, you know, pay these exorbitant fees to the state. I love the ability that you be able to do, you know, be your own boss type thing. Um, but to, yeah, to passengers, especially, um, you know, females or yeah. people or that people not just saying females. I mean, you can send all your emails on that to creepy <laughs> Uncle Joe. But I, I, you know, people need to be self-aware of what's going on and, yeah. and, 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 you know, just be out there on a look. I know South Carolina's just proposed a new bill today and they're calling the, uh, the uh, young lady who was killed or crafted a new bill that will actually – um, I, I don't, I haven't seen the, the bill yet. Um, and how they proposed it and how they drafted it, but they're, you know, hopefully, um, uh, implement some safety precautions maybe Yeah, with that. So, yeah. And I didn't want to disrespect it was Samantha Josephson, uh, who passed away. So, uh, it just be very, very careful. I know it could be, you know, sketchy, you know, in, a, yeah. in an age when I was brought up as don't talk to strangers and definitely don't get into a stranger's car. Mm. Now, all of a sudden I'm trusting my entire life on an app on my phone. Yeah. I mean, that part of that is really scary, yeah. you know? So but also I, I, I do remember um, when you told me about the story, I did happen to see a news broke that the suspect's mother, um, the, the murder suspect's mother mm. said that um, he was actually nowhere near. Someone took his car. He was at a party, passed out. Mm. Uh Oh, Plot so twist I, again. I don't know. Wow. Be interesting. I mean, we have surveillance cameras everywhere now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody's got, everybody's got a we'll ring see. on the door. Everybody's mm-hmm. got ATM cameras. I mean, so it'd be interesting to see yeah. what, what transpires here. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I do want to plug a couple of uh, things. Juwan, you've got uh, some comedy stuff that's coming up, yeah. some comedy shows. Go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. So uh, May 9th is definitely confirmed at Heist Brewery. Um, and definitely got Southern Fried as a sponsor. Nice. Me. Um, as well as May, is it May 3rd or 4th? At, May 4th. May 4th at uh, Red, Hill Red, uh, Red Hill Brewery. Yep. So, yeah, definitely come out to these Goof Camp shows, man. That's what it's going to be called, Goof Camp? Is what it's Goof, called? Goof Camp Comedy, but doing uh, smoking jokes type of uh, vibe. Nice. Where's, no, where's my hairline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna be looking for my hairline at this show. So. You, remember that, you remember that show? Uh, who, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, yeah. she'd be like, "Where's my hairline?" <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right, so that's gonna take us out. 
Yeah, as always, hey, thanks, guys. Go to our Facebook page, Southern Fry Philosophy. Go to our website, southernfryphilosophy.com. Uh, go to any pod, uh, any podcast app. I mean, if you go to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, whatever. I mean, wherever you play your podcast, just go there. You can download our episodes. You can like. You can subscribe. Um Give us a rating. Uh, we'd love a review if you if you like our show. If you hate me, whatever. I mean, it's all good. <laughs> it's all love, right? So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, just to go there, do that for us. We'd really appreciate that's how we move up. Um, yeah. Yeah, and don't forget, if you uh, want a really great app to listen to some music, check out statesvegasradio.com um, for their app. You can check us out. Uh, we play Monday nights at 6 o'clock, and then we get repeated Friday at 4 o'clock. So Eastern Standard Time. EST, y'all. All right, so that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, keep looking up. If you are in the market for a high-quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family-owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or email Leon directly at Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. That's Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com or check out the sponsors section of our website.